0: unboxing your packaging podcast where we pop packaging out of the box thanks to the shared experience of inspiring businesses and experts I am Colleen Regout from Look4Loops my passion is to optimize the use of resources and designing out waste This show aims to help you Redesign, reuse and recover your packaging. This episode follows on from the first one. If you haven't done it yet, listen to it. You will discover why I state that the perfect packaging doesn't exist and what it has to do with stakeholders. I also shared starting tips to get you on the right foot. In this episode, I settle the bases to make your packaging part of the solution. Nope, I don't have a magic wand. But I believe that you already are on a good track when you acknowledge why packaging is impactful and we already have a sense of how to make it even more impactful in a virtuous way. Let's start. Have you already put some of your packaging in perspective in order to reduce its negative impact or even make good ones? I launched this podcast to help you go further and beyond. This episode provides two overviews. In the first one, I want to linger on why is packaging so important to make an impact. I developed three points, resources, waste and pollution, and ripple effects. And the second overview is a call to action, where we will explore what redesign, reuse and recover could mean for your packaging. So why is packaging so important to make an impact? Ready? Let's set the cat amongst the pigeon. First of all, it isn't a secret anymore. Since our consumption system is working faster than what biological regeneration can handle, we use as much ecological resources as if we lived on multiple Earths. We are basically causing our own bankruptcy by overrunning a finite planet with limited resources. And packaging has its share in this story. About paper, for example, you have subjects like deforestation or industrial plantation causing the loss of biodiversity. Not to mention that paper production from virgin materials is also water intensive. We are not talking about a small topic here. According to Canopy, a forest conservation nonprofit, more than half the paper produced globally is destined to be turned into packaging. Same kind of debate about plastic issues you will necessarily find the question of packaging. While I am recording this episode, packaging represents more than 30% of all Canadian plastic production, while around 47% of plastic waste discarded in Canada comes from packaging annually. That leads me to the second point of why packaging is important. Even if it protects other products to be not wasted, its intensive utilization induces a large amount of waste and pollution in itself. Indeed, a big part of packaging's production is designed for single use. Much of it is intended to be discarded within minutes after a purchase. Or after contents consumption and it is not that they will be kept as valuable resources in optimum waste management processes did you know that waste incinerators are most of the time contaminating water and crops and inducing respiratory illness amongst local communities did you know that recycling rates are calculated on the amount of waste sent for recycling and crucially not the amount of waste that is actually recycled after sorting and so on. So there is still a very small percentage of packaging recycled. Public awareness of packaging waste leakages into the environment has increased significantly You probably have seen several pictures with plastic packaging choking our ocean, lakes and rivers and peeling up on land with harmful effects to all living species including humans. But the main obstacle for kick-starting changes is how invisible these problems are in our day-to-day lives. For those who like visuals, I suggest to discover two photographers, you will find the links in the show notes. The first one is the French Antoine Ropessé with his project 365 Unpacked, which highlights what it looks like when you are not throwing away your recycling materials during 4 years. The other one is the the American Greg Siegel with his project 7 Days of Garbage, which photographed people of all ages and backgrounds in different settings surrounded by a week worth of their rubbish. I feel these pictures are more powerful than a tons of words. But it's tricky, since we don't portrait ourselves like that to remind us of our individual impact. Therefore, I believe, along with new regulations, that businesses have a big, big part to curve down this waste story, especially as their choices will impact the full life cycle of their packaging, including energy use and loss, green gas emissions, and release of hazardous chemicals. This impact is not only related to the materials chosen and the end of lives, but it is also related to the production, transportation and customers news. I would like to end this short demonstration with a third point revealing why packaging is important. As we just did, gaining an understanding of the issues surrounding packaging is the first step in mitigating it. But as we have seen in the first episode of this podcast, packaging doesn't work alone. It is at the intersection of many value chains. So packaging is important because when you put it in perspective, it is like an open door To think about the rest of your offer in the same way and enhance your entire core business and partnerships. A bit like when you eat spaghettis. One spaghetti is usually coming with a bunch of orders. Why? Because they all intertwine. So I prefer to adopt a holistic approach or if you prefer a systemic perspective here Improving your packaging in summary is an opportunity to improve your core business as well. Now that we are clear about why packaging is important, let's explore how to give your packaging its impactful scope. You got it. I won't stand for our current mainstream process in our society, which can be summarized as take, make, waste. I encourage you to take the exact opposite approach with three key strategies. Redesign, reuse, recover. In my professional jargon, this is called the circular economy, but no matter what it is called, the only thing it matters is to maintain your packaging value over time taking into account the whole ecosystem. Here we are. Let's start with redesign. Actually, all start with design. Did you know that according to a European study, up to 80% of product environmental impact is determined at the design phase? But what do I mean by redesign? The ultimate goal of redesigning packaging is to narrow the flow of resources, whether they are natural, technical or energy resources. So it doesn't only aim at the production phase. Redesigning packaging to narrow the flow of resources is creating packaging in line with what it could become tomorrow. In other words. How can each component be optimized along the way for easy use, but also for its end-of-life? I like the idea that waste is a design flaw. So, the fundamental question to start with is what is your packaging's reason for being in terms of use and function? Does it serve an essential function or not? such as necessary protection, containment, convenience, communication and efficiency? Then, how well does your packaging serve the need that its content is addressing? The easiest situation is when you come to the conclusion that your packaging, or a part of it, is actually superfluous. Consequently, you have your first tactic on hand. You don't have to make a big case of directly removing it. That's the case of most of the plastic windows, secondary leads, some finish, multi-pack films, some multi-material sealing systems, as long as it doesn't increase product damage and or extra waste. Of course, if it was so simple, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast. The tricky part when your packaging does serve an essential function is to find an alternative addressing the why it was made for originally. It is also paramount to make a difference between primary, secondary, tertiary, or shelf packaging, as well as transit packaging. In addition to the elimination tactic, have you already considered these three following tactics? Replacing packaging, changing the product it contains, or reducing product trips or intermediate contacts. Okay, replacing is the first additional tactic. Replacing by choosing, for example, Tailored, reusable, or modular formats, or by choosing among the long list of materials that are regenerative, lighter weight, or sustainably sturdy, edible, mono materials, recycled, recyclable, or compostable. And this is endless since innovation is popping out everywhere these days. Another tactic is to induce a shift on the product it contains. One common example here is changing from liquid to solid or concentrate formulation. On another hand, just adapting the product shape or size can make a significant difference. Or sometimes the physical concept of the product in itself can be changed into a digital one. Your last tactic for the road is to diversify the context why you sell your offer. Have you already thought about decentralization, localization or bulk distribution system instead of one item produced far away and pre-portions packed? That can have a huge impact on shipping and warehouse requirements. As a reminder, all these tactics can lead to contradictory solutions if you forget to approach them as a whole. A big note here. We are certainly not here to sacrifice the pleasure of the customer in its user experience. As an example, and also as a little wink to the name of this podcast, I would like to disrupt the idea that unboxing has to look like a ball of yarn with physical multi-layers to unpack. After dedicating several hours as a 0 waste facilitator to an online event called Brand Battle for Good in Spring 2021, I have unwrapped digitally a thank you gift with most movements and riddles, and it was pretty fun. I personally enjoyed not being overwhelmed by marketing things and packaging not needed typical to swag packs and at the same time i experience the feeling of receiving so this diversion helps me to wrap up the redesign chapter by highlighting the fact that redesign isn't only a technical thing it is also about communication to involve a maximum of stakeholders along the journey of your packaging And speaking about involvement and collaboration, the reuse strategy is a big one. Reuse is about slowing the flow of resources. The main question here is what if you could be more effective in optimizing the use of your packaging by keeping it in circulation at its best level of performance? In the circular economy jargon, it is considered as the top one inner loop to look at. This model forces you to think in terms of quality, convenience, and investment in the long run. In order to bring more reuse on the field, here are four key questions to address. First question Who is the owner of your packaging? Is it your company, a cooperative, a pool of interconnected operators or your customers? Second question. Where its sharing, refill or return will occur. Is it from customers home, on the go, in your own company or along a B2B shared logistic process? The third question is What kind of system do you need to put in place to make it happen? I pinned five options for you to give you some ideas. 1. A reverse logistics system taking your packaging back. 2. A deposit return machine or mailbox. 3. A delivery subscription service to refill your packaging. 4. A mobile or in-store vending station collect your packaging or refill it. And five, a common platform to make your packaging available for others. Last but not least, the fourth reuse question. Who is directly or indirectly involved in the process? A lot of stakeholders can be part in this reuse game. But its success depends on your ability to keep it simple And relevant for all of them. So, how does the packaging journey look like for each of them and what are their benefits to participate in this? As we all know, at one point or another, even the reused packaging has an end life. So, this is why our last strategy is about recovering. We have actually already talked about recover at the redesign phase. You should factor in the recovering stage when assessing packaging options. Indeed, the idea is to think about your packaging's end of life from its creation. So the whole process of keeping material in circulation is facilitated. What does that mean? Ideally, Every resource used to bring an item on the market should come from a source that has been a previous life on the market before. Which could lead to a situation where extraction of raw material isn't needed anymore. It consists in closing the flow of resources. Okay, we are far from that, but it gives you a broad picture where you can draw your solution. In summary, the question is, what if what is considered waste today becomes the source of tomorrow's items? And the second question coming right after is, how do you embed that through your packaging? Don't get me wrong here, it isn't about getting as soon as possible the material back in a recycling or composting system. Above all, when it's possible, it is about keeping your packaging as it is, thanks to the reuse strategy. I already touched some pain point about recycling in this episode when I explain why packaging is important, and also in the first episode when the third vector of packaging's imperfection. So you already have a sense of why recycling isn't the cure all, even if it is a part of the solution when it is well managed. Moreover, the whole challenge and opportunity for the recycling sector is to tend to more local upcycling upper grade products, than downcycling lower grade products. And for the composting sector, to tend to more nourishing regeneration than just rot. This last point makes me think about how, in nature, everything has a purpose. There is no waste. There is food or resources for multiple living species. The nature keeps resources in cycles over again. But even packaging in nature follows a different pace to compost. Here are two quick exotic packaging examples. Think about the banana peel. It's a wonderful fertilizer. As my mom did before me, I am using it to give a little boost to our community zucchini plants. In a few days, it completely disappears. But did you already hear about the coconuts? One of the most inspiring natural package design solutions for shipping. They survive falling from heights of 80 feet, so 18 meters, to rocky ground and they often travel thousands of miles via ocean waves, still perfectly protected to finally give birth to a coconut tree on another shore. What about your packaging? How does it give back some resources to nature? Or to keep the allegory, if it ends up on your shore, how happy would you be? To conclude this episode, I hope that you are convinced of the impact that your packaging can make. The whole point of the Unboxing Your Packaging podcast is to inspire you with inspiring businesses and experts on the field. The two first solo casts were made for the launch, but you will have plenty of examples along the next episodes with passionate people I enjoy interviewing. So the only thing you have to do is to follow up and subscribe to get noticed about the next episodes. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and if it's the case, be sure to subscribe where you get your podcast and leave us a 5 stars review to help for its visibility. You also probably have at least 2 or 3 friends or colleagues to share this episode with. Of course, feel free to get in touch by the lookforloops.com website or drop me a line on Collienne Regout's LinkedIn profile. Last but not least, be sure to check the show notes with the links and resources. Until next time,